Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Director of Marketing at Affectiva. Welcome to Affectiva Asks, a human-centric AI podcast, where each episode we will interview a thought leader doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us. Affectiva is the pioneer of in-cabin sensing AI, software that can detect nuanced human emotions, complex cognitive states, behaviors, activities, and interactions within next-generation vehicles. Today's episode features Affectiva CEO, Dr. Rana El-Kalyubi, interviewing Dr. Jinma Lee, Senior Research Engineer at Hyundai. Dr. Lee was always interested in working in industry to see how his research outcomes turn into products that change customers' lives. Hyundai offered him a job as a Senior Research Engineer for the vehicle Aero Acoustics, and today he is in charge of future mobility UX concept design and engineering at Hyundai. In 2018, MIT Media Lab and Hyundai launched the Special Interest Group for Emotion Navigation, and Dr. Lee, together with Hyundai and the Media Lab, derived automotive AI concepts for sensing occupant emotion and help achieve their desired emotional state by providing an optimized in-cabin environment. This concept was also exhibited at CES 2019 and won the Best New Technology We Saw at CES 2019 by Business Insider. And Affectiva actually collaborated with Dr. Lee for this exhibition, providing and customizing facial emotion recognition software for exhibition demo cars. Let's listen in to learn more. Welcome, everybody. Today with me, I have Dr. Jinmo Lee from Hyundai. Um, so, so to get us started, can you please tell us about your background and how has your career taken you to Hyundai? In 2012, I was a graduate student at Carnegie Mellon University and studied computational multiphysics. I was always interested in working in the industry than pursuing my career in academia. Uh, thankfully, Hyundai uh, offered me a job as a senior research engineer for the vehicle aeroacoustics. But at that time, I could not expect my research career to arrive at this destination around the human-centric AI in the automotive applications. So from my starting working position in vehicle aeroacoustics, I have encountered many exciting journeys of research opportunities in active noise cancellation, sound zone separation, in cabin sensing for a driver's state, and in-car interventions. In that regard, I have been enjoying my job in Hyundai very much. That is awesome. And, and um, one thing that you said that really resonated with me is... Um, you, you know, pursuing a research career in industry rather than academia. I guess, how did you find that different? Like what drove you to take on a career in industry versus academia? I wanted to see how my research outcomes turn into the products or services and change customers' lives. Um, so that's why I wanted to pursue my career in the industry. Yeah, that is something that really resonates with me because for me as well, I started off being, as you know, very interested in academia, but then I realized that in, in kind of playing in, in industry, you have an opportunity to actually bring your products to customers, um, and, and that's very exciting. So what is your role at Hyundai today? Uh, I'm in charge of the future mobility UX concept design and engineering as a senior research engineer in the UX strategy team. And, and, and can, I, can you give us a few examples of um, you know, projects you're working on to the extent that you can share, of course? 
I was uh, working on the in-cabin sensing for a driver and uh, the multi-sensory feedback to a driver or passengers. I uh, wanted to uh, scale uh, this uh, research topic to the bigger um, UX concept. So I recently shifted my team to here. So in this team, we are doing some future study about uh, the car after five or 10 years uh, later. And the perspective is a little bit different uh, from uh, my previous position. The perspective of research and planning is more on the user experience uh, rather than uh, specific um, research topics. Mm. But still, I want to uh, utilize my uh, research expertise from uh, my previous position uh, to this uh, design of the user experience for the future mobility. I think it's awesome that um, you're taking a very holistic view of the user experience within the vehicle and kind of applying multi-sensors and, and, and different approaches to thinking about that. That's that's pretty awesome. And, and my sense is, is that's very at the forefront of how you know automotive companies think about mobility. Very innovative. Mm-hmm. Yes. So as you know, Affectiva spun out of the um, MIT Media Lab, um, and uh, we've been very fortunate. While I was at MIT, I was I was a I was a postdoc, and we collaborated very closely with the members of uh, the Media Lab, which are basically Fortune 500 companies, global companies um, that are part of the Media Lab ecosystem, and we get to collaborate on special projects, um, and and you know. I know that you have uh, spent some time at MIT. What drew you to MIT and what kind of uh, research uh, projects are you doing there? And yeah, how, how has the experience been? In 2018, uh, MIT Media Lab and Hyundai uh, launched the special interest group for emotion navigation. And I was project PI on the Hyundai site. Um, my colleagues at the media lab Hyundai and I derived uh, automotive AI concepts for sensing driver and passenger's emotion and navigating it into their desired states by providing the optimized in-cabin environment toward that target emotional states. And yes, we studied many concepts around uh, this uh, automotive AI and Thankfully, we were able to exhibit this concept of research to CS 2019 in the Kia booth uh, as REITS. Uh, we named it as REITS for the exhibition, and it is the acronym of Real-Time Emotion Adaptive Driving. And the Business Insider chose um, this exhibition as the best new technology we saw at CS 2019. But mostly we uh, collaborated in remote. Um, but I want to deep dive into the subject of research by conducting on-site collaboration with the Media Lab at MIT. Uh, it was still a highly conceptual project at the time. And I was looking to achieve a feasible in-car intervention system uh, that can recognize the driver's physical 
and emotional status and shift their mood or condition using uh, multiple sensory feedback. So can you explain to us if we were at CES 2019, uh, what would it feel like to be inside uh, Reed? And of course, Affectiva was there and I, and I personally got to see it firsthand and it was really, really cool. So tell our uh, listeners what it would have been like. Firstly, I should mention that Affectiva played a considerable role as a collaborator in this exhibition by providing a customized facial emotion recognition software for the two exhibition demo cars. So I was in charge of the one uh, demo car, uh, which contains the uh, most of the features of emotion sensing and uh, in-car interventions. So conceptually, we embedded the emotion recognition uh, features to that car uh, using the facial emotion recognition software by Affectiva and other uh, additional uh, sensors for detecting the heart rate and EDAs and so on. And in response to um, the tactic signal of emotion and vital signal, the car conceptually navigate uh, the mood of the visitors to the two different way. We made two different modes, uh, one into the relaxation and one another into the mind-blowing mode. Um, that's the brief description of the car. And in that car, we already embedded the scent actuation and wind, uh, tactile feedback uh, and music and so on. I think what I remember loving about being in the vehicle is this this was the first example of a, of a concept of a concept right that ties emotion sensing to actual intervention in the car and I remember the sense changing in the vehicle based on how I felt uh, obviously the you know music changing we've 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 seen and heard about that kind of intervention before but the sense activation was really new for me and it was just really neat to experience that as opposed to just talk about it in, in the abstract. So it was, it was great. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, there's a lot to build, build on it. So on that note, you recently um, shared a video of a project that you've been working on sharing hearts, mm -hmm. with children, the little big emotion project, which mm -hmm. has garnered over 16 million views on YouTube, which is amazing. So um for those who are unfamiliar with that application, can you uh, briefly explain what it is and um, yeah, why did why are people so excited about it? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm glad to talk about this project. This small EV is equipped with a camera sensor to detect pediatric patients' facial emotions and a six-axis uh, accelerometer sensor to detect their heart rates and respiration. And in response to their real-time physical and emotional states, the car activates joyful or relaxing scent, music, wind, lighting, and specially designed soft tactile feedback and bubbles. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, we control the use of bubbles due to the safety problem of making the floor slippery. And we are conducting a clinical study on pediatric patients in the hospital uh, with the collaboration with the Barcelona Children's Hospital uh, Innovation Center and the Media Lab. I'm not able to explain the details of the system at this moment, 
since it is an ongoing research. But I can roughly say that we designed the entire intervention in two different modes of fun and relaxation. Yeah, this is this is this is super exciting, and it's it's such a great use case of the technology, uh, and it combines you know the sensing piece of it, but also automotive and wellness, right? Which I really think you know in the future we're going to see more and more overlap between automotive and and wellness, and thinking of vehicles as a space to um, to to improve, yeah, to improve your state of mind. I, I serve as an advisor on um, the simulation program at Children's Hospital in Boston, and um, the head PI there, um, Dr. Peter Weinstock, he talks about emotions as being the fourth vital sign. It's so important to understand and manage the stress of, of patients, especially kids, because often kids are not able to, to really talk about their stress levels and their anxiety levels. So, I think this is such a great project. And I would actually, I was thinking about this. I, I don't know why I haven't thought of this before, but I would love to introduce you to a children's hospital in Boston and maybe you can replicate what you're doing um, in Boston as well. That'd be great. So what are the next steps with it? So uh, the clinical study is ongoing. So uh, we are uh, listening to uh, how the pediatric patients and their parents and doctors uh, think about this technology, and we are planning to analyze the influence of this small EV car in reducing uh, stress and anxiety of pediatric patients. We will be uh, staying tuned for the results. Sounds really exciting. Um, so as you know, Affectiva also works in the automotive space, and uh, we uh, provide in-cabin sensing solutions to automotive companies. Um, and the way we think about this is almost in, in three strands, right? Like in-cabin sensing, part of it is about managing the driver state, so driver distraction, drowsiness, et cetera. Um, part of it is understanding the occupant state, so what else is happening with the occupants in the vehicle. And then the last leg of that is the cabin state. So you know, we, we've talked a lot about emotion sensing within the vehicle, but what other types of things can, you know, the vehicle sense and detect that can then personalize um, the, the, you know, the in-cabin experience? Can you comment on that? Yes. The other vital signals is quite important, I think. Uh, throughout my research activities at MIT, I realized uh, the importance of that uh, sensing signals and I want to mention the needs uh, for such a sensing solution or a case of a high level of driver's fatigue and stress. Mm -hmm. People in US, uh, for example, uh, they drive about an hour a day for commuting. And this daily driving routine can easily degrade one's well-being, especially for those who encounter traffic congestion very often. And we can use in-cabin uh, vital signal sensing to alert a driver under inattentive driving uh, by high stress or fatigue. Or even further, we can use this sensing technology combined with in-car intervention to alleviate the stress of a driver in advance of such situations. Uh, and incorporating intervention is one example uh, in academic research that uses multi-sensory stimulations in calming the breathing rate of a driver to alleviate their stress. 
And researchers used the sensing signals of breathing rates, heart rate, electrodermal activities to personalize the breathing guide pattern or on-off operation. Yeah, that is very exciting to be able to um, detect these signals. And then again, it's it's this overlap between automotive and mobility and wellness, right? And how do you combine these two worlds to to put, you know, bring more comfort and, and um, yeah, to bring more comf- comfort to, to the occupants in a vehicle. So how do you, I mean, are these wearable sensors or are there non-wearable approaches to detecting these vital signs? Mostly they are using the wearable sensors uh, due to the sensing quality, like especially for the academic research. So, yeah, I would highly appreciate it if, an automotive contact leak sensor uh, is available uh, in detecting these vital signals with reliable sensing quality. All right, that's a great call to action. So for all you listeners out there, if you have a contactless uh, (laughs) sensor for detecting breathing rate or um, heart rate, uh, definitely uh, you know where to go for that. We did actually a number of years ago, explore doing this um, based on optical sensors and the, and, you know, optical sensors essentially that can detect your heart rate and heart rate variability and respiration rate. And it was based on work that was done out of uh, the media lab at MIT. Um, it becomes really tricky to do that in, in an automotive context. You know, if you're sitting in front of a webcam and it's well lit and you're sitting in front of a Zoom call, that's one thing. But when you're in a car and the lighting conditions change and there's a lot of movement and jitter, it just becomes really hard. I'm, I'm sure you've looked into that. Yeah, I really agree with you. And I experienced similar uh, issues uh, in utilizing that optical sensors in, that, in detecting the vital signals. Yeah, so, so it's still, still some more research to do there. Um, so what do you believe the role of AI will be within the vehicle? I believe the role of AI within the vehicle is correctly understanding the driver and passenger's needs and behaving as they want, rather than simply replacing laborious tasks from them. Sometimes drivers may still uh, be willing to take the laborious driving task, for example, In such a situation, they might not appreciate the autonomous car takes control of a vehicle's maneuver. So I think that the correct understanding of driver and passenger's needs should come first. And in-cabin sensing is very crucial in such regards. At the same time, when the AI's capability is limited, clear role definition and sharing the autonomy between a human driver and AI would be quite essential. I I love how you say sharing the autonomy. I think that that captures it for me. It's this collaboration between the human driver slash occupants in the car and the AI within the car. And it's this partnership, right? And if you can transfer control back and forth between the AI and the human uh, in a way that's seamless, um, that that's where the value uh, that's where the value lies. That's very exciting. So for for our listeners today, if you had one takeaway, what would you like to tell them? Firstly, I'm pleased uh, to have this chance to share my thoughts on human-centric AI. And the in-cabin sensing technology is rapidly emerging in the automotive industry. 
but its deployment is often limited to pure monitoring purposes or satisfaction of automotive regulations on safety. But I believe there are opportunities yet to unfold in utilizing these technologies to enrich drivers and passengers' life in more exciting ways. So that's the thing that I want to mention. And I also want to mention that I uh, discussed uh, today's interview topic based on my experience and thoughts as an automotive engineer uh, in this field, rather than representing uh, Hyundai business and R&D strategy. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. And we appreciate you making time to, to share your thoughts with us. I, I do believe that, yeah, with all the automation and innovation we're seeing in the mobility space, um, the focus needs to be on the humans, right? And, and I love that you're taking a very human-centric approach to designing and deploying these technologies. That's pretty awesome. So uh, for our listeners who want to keep in touch with you or want to learn more, uh, what's the best way um, for them to, to learn more? You can directly contact me using my email address if I can leave my uh, address to the podcast. That would be a one way. And if you want to know more about the uh, small EV project, you can type in little big emotion uh, in search engine like Google or Bing, and you will find more details in Hyundai Motor Group's article. Or if you type in the keywords little big emotion uh, media lab, you will find the link to the post of the project on the media lab website and lists of people in that research with email contact information. One last question we like to ask of all our guests. If your car could do one thing in the future to make your life a little easier, what would it be? Um, Personally, I would really appreciate it if a car can park itself in the city or very crowded place. Uh, Based on where I live, I enjoy driving for the most part, but... I feel that much of my time is wasted uh, on parking. Uh, Such a small feature from the customer's perspective, uh, but a quite tough technical challenge uh, would really enhance my lifestyle, I think. Yeah, I, I would buy that too. I would definitely buy that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Lee. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and collaborating with you. And we look forward to to continuing the collaboration and conversation. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me to this great podcast. Um, Yeah, I will also be looking forward uh, to the next chance of the collaboration with you. Absolutely. Stay well and stay safe. Probably the most interesting takeaway from Rana and Dr. Lee's conversation was around the one hour a day figure for average commute time for drivers in the U.S. and the impact this daily driving routine can have on our stress levels, especially when faced with traffic. In-cabin sensing can be a great way to work with the driver to help bring their attention back to the road or build a system for the car to use this information to decrease their stress levels or fatigue. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Affectiva's Human-Centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We are also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Affectiva to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag AffectivaAsks. 
Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.